life. It's more full of surprises than anything you could make up. Scary stories, funny stories, sad stories, we've got them all and they're all true. Everyone has at least one great story. What's yours? All right, who ordered takeaway? Got your true story coming right up. I'd like a funny story with a dash of bellyache, please. Um, could I get something with aliens, guns, and travel, please? A one thriller with an overlay of a relationship going wrong. One takeaway order of suspense, please. You're gonna love all this stuff here. It's all really awesome. This is Tall Tales Takeaway, the podcast of bite-sized stories for curious minds on the go. Hi, and welcome to today's show. This is Tall Tales Takeaway, the podcast of true stories presented by Tall Tales, and it's India's first storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Michael Burns. If you had to boil down what most parents want for their kids, I think it would be safe to say that they want them to have a better life than they had. Today, we're talking about access. Access to dessert when your parents only had soup. Access to French crepes when they only had rice. But the question really boils down to how do we get there? Here's Apala Bhattacharya with The Skeleton. Hi, my name is Apala Bhattacharya. My whole family is crazy, so naturally I like to tell stories about them. It was hanging in my room, wearing a white sari. It tapped rhythmically against the wall in the cold breeze of the night, casting long shadows on my bed and grinning back at me in the moonlight. It was the skeleton, my roommate. The skeleton came into our possession in the early 90s, in a desperate attempt to save my father's legacy. My dad was a brilliant doctor, or so they say. He died before I could form any clear memories of him, so their word is all I have to go by. When we, his offspring, all started showing a flair for the arts. Ma did what Indian mothers do in that situation. She sprung into damage control mode. A fully equipped home lab was created, complete with test tubes, beakers, sulfur-smelling chemicals, dead animals, body parts in jars, and yes, the real skeleton of a deceased person. I slept in that lab. Not because we didn't have enough rooms. It was a looming old ancestral home. So, of course, there were many rooms. But because it was the only room, free of pesky humans. No one ever entered the dark, smelly lab. Life happened outside of it. There, inside that lab, I had the luxury of complete privacy. Time froze and I could get lost in the labyrinth of my own mind. So what's a little skeleton? Mr. Sen, my sister's tuition teacher for biology, was working his way through med school. One evening, after he had completed a study session with my sister at our dining table, we unveiled the skeleton for his expert opinion. He employed his questionable forensic skills and identified the skeleton as such. Female, approximately 24 years old at the time of death, unmarried, I don't know where he got that from, cause of death, head injury. 
There was a crack in the skull indeed. We guessed that it was probably from a road accident or a fall. Or maybe a quick blow to the head with a blunt instrument. Yes, definitely that. Definitely murder. Much more dramatic. It was my Dida, Bengalis call their grandma's Dida, who thought that dressing her in a sari would keep her clean. So we wouldn't have to dust her. There's nothing weird about that at all, right? Just being practical. So they wrapped her in Dida's Lal Par Shadashari, which is a traditional white sari with a red border, draped a ghumta over her head, hung her on the hook in my room. And so I had a lab as a bedroom with the skeleton of a possible murder victim hanging in my room, facing my bed, wearing a white sari and rattling about in the dead of the night. And I was cool with it. Ma would make me label her body parts, count her vertebrae and locate where the organs would have been. I'd lay on the bed and stare at her. And I'd create these elaborate stories with me and the skeleton as adventurers, pirates, detectives, even lovers. Hadn't Heathcliff from Wuthering Heights dug out Catherine from her grave, clung to her skeletal remains on a dark and stormy night and taught me that's how real love was supposed to be? Clearly, while my mother was trying to turn me into a doctor, I was turning into a storyteller. Eventually, my mother realized that we weren't going to win the school biology prize, which was named after our dad, unless we hoped to do so with particularly eloquent poetry. My older sisters, despite much resistance from my mother, had all chosen different academic paths, not science, and I quickly turned out to be a lost cause. One day, the test tubes and jars in the lab mysteriously disappeared. Taking this as a sign that my mother had given up on me, I dug out old books from my grandmother's trunks. War and Peace, Waiting for Godot, short stories about Russian prostitutes by Mopasa, I was 10, and I populated the now empty shelves with these books, along with the occasional Enid Blyton. It was a confusing time. The bookshelves went all around the room, starting from the floor, and reaching the ceiling. Every once in a while, I would climb them like a jungle gym and pick my book of choice to get lost in. It was bliss. My bedroom had gone from being a lab to a library. Only the skeleton remained as evidence of my mother's feeble attempts at manipulating our future. And that's when they built her a coffin. The coffin was specially crafted to her dimensions. The carpenter measured her out, and just to spice it up, they painted it lime green. Not because Dida expressed herself through color irony, but because that's what was left of the house paint. Always the practical one, Dida slapped a mattress on top of the coffin, and it beautifully doubled as the maid's bed. Of course, the maid never knew. And so the skeleton stayed, as the help's bed companion for a good couple of years. We wondered why Ma didn't just get rid of the skeleton, but she had her plans. And a decade later, we found out exactly what those plans were. 
One fine day, my mother mused aloud. Acha, how much does it cost to ship a skeleton to the US? We had moved to our new home, one without a lab. My oldest sister had married and moved to LA and had a baby. My other sister and I were old enough. It was a good time to leave the ancestral home and into a cozy apartment nearby. Most of our stuff was coming with us, but not the skeleton. The skeleton was applying for a green card. On careful questioning, it appeared that Ma had secretly pinned her hopes on the fact that one of us would produce an heir with a flair for science. Since my sister had married an Ivy Leaguer, the one-year-old offspring of this divine union must be science-worthy, she thought. So what if the little one can barely walk? Catch him young, right? No better way to introduce the child to the wonders of medicine than with a real full-size skeleton to use as a rattle. The feasibility of shipping the skeleton was discussed at length. We wondered about murder charges being pressed for trying to ship a real skeleton with a cracked skull to distant land. Whether the fear was legitimate or unfounded, the thought of possible jail time finally convinced my mother to abandon her grand plans of skeleton relocation. And then she took the logical, and therefore to us, the most shocking step. She finally got rid of the skeleton. She sold the skeleton to a student of homeopathy for a thousand rupees, coffin included. Ma still laments the selling. I bought it for 5,000 in those days, mind you. And just like that, all traces of my one-time companion, my fellow sari-clad deceased adventurer, was gone. Along with my mother's high hopes for our future and the future of generations to come. Hey, it's Michael. We've got a small break coming up, after which we'll have a Q&A with the storyteller, so stick around. We hope you like Tall Tales Takeaway, India's first storytelling podcast. Chances are you'll want to check out the LSD cast, India's first podcast about love, sex and dating. We think you'll like it. It's a very candid chat show hosted by Prem and Rogue. Look for a love, sex, dating cast on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for that, Apala. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. So how long have you been writing about your family? Actually, only recently. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, well, actually, I've been writing about them in secret for a while. <laughs> but I think that's just that was just meant for circulation within the family. Okay. But I think actually Tall Tales was the first platform that provided me an opportunity to share these stories with a wider audience. Oh, so it stirred some some stuff up for you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was just languishing uh, in my Facebook notes and now it's there for the world to enjoy. Do you think that if we all look closely enough that all of our families are crazy or do you think that your family has a special brand of crazy? Well, I think my family definitely takes it up a notch or a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think there are, you know, the eccentric uncle or these characters and various um, families, but I just think we have a larger share of it. Whatever happened to your mom's uh, uh, doctor dreams? 
dead like the skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> and let's end on that note. What, where do you think the skeleton is today? If you had to make a guess. I think it's languishing in some kind of some kind of medical place. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, the skeleton had a way more interesting time in, you know, with us than anywhere else. It would rather be with you wherever it might be now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Thanks so much. You're welcome. And that's the end of today's show. I hope you've subscribed to the podcast so you never miss a single episode. And if you do like what you heard, take a minute to rate us and share feedback and reactions on iTunes or whatever app that you listened on. We're on Facebook and Twitter, of course, too, if you'd like to get in touch. Thanks. See you next time. Hey, do you have any romance or kitten stories? Hi, I'd like two medium adventure stories uh, and hold the cheese. Get me some nonfiction. Anything. Just, just get me some nonfiction. Wow, that tall tale looks so funny. I want two, please. I'll take comedy. Yeah, something funny. Romance for Prem, fame and fortune for Kirti, and a coming of age for Sunanda. Your takeaway orders are ready at counter number two. That was so fulfilling. Produced by Sonolog.